Welcome to Horror Nights in Podcast with me, your host, Crystal, where I talk about anything and all horror. So on this podcast, I give you my honest and horrific opinion on a different horror movie every single week. I drop spoilers. I never lie. I always keep it real. Sometimes I do specials and sometimes I have co-hosts. So to keep up with all things horror and the Horror Nights in Podcast, please join my Twitter horror family. You can follow me there at Horror Daddies R Us. You can also follow me on Instagram and Tumblr, and you can find me there at Horror Nights in Podcast. I have a lot of fun over there, and I love interacting and chatting with you guys, so definitely um, follow me there. Twitter's going to be more for like my updates and stuff, and Tumblr and Instagram are more for just my favorite horror movie in that moment when I open the app. <laughs> so it changes, obviously, every time. Uh, also be sure to, uh, like comment and subscribe to my podcast and whatever app you use. I'm available for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud and iTunes. Obviously, I hope you guys, um, I've gotten a lot of good responses about the new, uh, artwork that I've been using for my iTunes. So thank you so much for that. Also, thank you guys, um, for all the responses I got on Twitter, uh, for this week's movie. If you don't know, we are doing, um, the this month is May. Obviously, we are doing uh, Monster Madness Month for May because that's what you guys picked um, back in April. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback on the Descent, um, which is obviously the movie we are doing this week. But of course, before we get into the actual uh, movie film portion of this podcast, we're going to do our little uh, weekly update and our chit chat with Crystal. So I've been seeing a lot of um, memes and things for the new version of Chucky. So Child's Play. And I have to say, guys, just because I, I the trailer keeps popping up on my YouTube, um, like on the ad thing, and I've just been seeing it on Tumblr and everywhere. Um, the new the new Chucky, the doll, it doesn't really look that scary. Actually, when I was watching the preview, I was kind of laughing a little bit. But at the same time, I feel like whenever I watch Child's Play movies, I kind of laugh a little bit. But I mean, the first one, the original one back in the 80s was very scary. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see that one in theaters. Maybe. I don't know. I think the meme that's going around right now is the Toy Story is actually going to be released on the same day. Um, So it's like two toy movies are coming out, but one is horror and one's Toy Story. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I I don't really know about any of that. But still love to see with that. Um, I don't really think there's anything much else to talk about horror-wise. Next month is June. I have not uh, actually come up with any ideas for June for the theme yet. Uh, Obviously, when I do pick a couple of them, I'll put them up on Twitter so you guys can definitely decide whichever one that you want for me to do. so I'm really excited about the movie that we were doing today. But of course, before we get into that, uh, we're going to do a little bit of chit chat with Crystal. So my week was a normal week. Um, you know, just worked. I worked really late last night. Um, obviously, today is Saturday, uh, 
May 18th. Snow yesterday was Friday. So I work at the, if you guys listen to my other podcasts, I listen, I work at the restaurant, uh, one day a week on Fridays. And last night, um, I said that I would close. Um, so I am a little tired today. So if I sound a little not like myself, I just went on a three and a half mile run and now I'm sitting down to record the podcast. So if I sound a little tired or a little out of it, that's going to be why. But I'm sure if I hadn't said anything, you guys wouldn't have noticed anyway, so it's fine, which is a good thing on my part. It means that I'm doing okay. Um, I hope that you guys had a great week. Um, Let's see. I really didn't have anything planned for my chit-chat with Crystal just because I've been really busy this week with work and, you know, both my jobs. Um... So I don't really have too much to discuss when it comes to that. Um, It has been getting a lot nicer here. Um, It has been raining a lot on the East Coast of the United States, which is where I live in the Philadelphia area. Um, So that's been kind of shitty. The beginning of the week, I actually had a stomach flu, which really sucked. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you know that I had that already, or you already know that I had that. So that was kind of shitty. I worked all day on Mother's Day, which was terrible because I'm used to my Sundays being like a lazy Sunday before my week starts. So this week was very rough for me. I was very tired. Um, I was annoyed by everything. So (laughs) I guess, I guess we can just chat about trying to look the positives of everything, but we kind of talked about that last week a little bit. Um, Another thing I guess I really want to talk about is saying no to things. So as I said before, uh, this week was really hard for me because I worked like 10 hours on Mother's Day. So it was all my feet running around for like 10 hours on Mother's Day. Uh, And then I uh, woke up on Monday morning and I was like throwing up all over the place. Sorry if it's TMI for some of you guys, but this is a horror movie podcast. So obviously I talk about gross shit on here. Um, And I was just so wiped out the whole day. I literally slept. I think I slept until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Because not only was I so exhausted from working on Mother's Day, I also uh, had the stomach flu. So I was finally able to eat something a little bit later in the day. Now, this whole week, I've, I've had plans every single day after work. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or if this is because I, I, I'm i busier than I've ever been in my life, you know, like with, with both my jobs, podcast, relationship, friendships, all the above, uh, family things, events, activities, you know, personal appearances, all those kinds of things. Um, I, I think, I think this week I just was so run down and I just had a lot of things that I have to do. And as I was getting back to what I said before, I don't really like doing things after work. So what I mean by that is I go to work, obviously I work from anywhere from, you know, nine to five, nine to six, eight to five, eight to four, it doesn't really matter, whatever. I kind of get to make my own schedule, which is nice. Um, But when I'm done with work, I'm pretty much done with my day and I want to be done with people. Um, So what I mean by that is when I get home from work, I like to change into my running uh, clothes and go running. Um, And then I like to come home and, you know, clean up my apartment, make dinner, take a shower and go to sleep. And I do the same thing Monday through Thursday. So when I had to do things after work that kind of mess with that schedule and kind of mess with my downtime, it makes me a little bit irritable. Now, sometimes it's okay. Now, sometimes it's okay. And, you know, when I have to do like, like networking things for work, that's okay. But when I have to like 
come home, work out, and then like go out to dinner or something, uh, you know, socialize. And this is no, this is no shade to any of my friends because I do love my friends, but at the same time, I would much rather be by myself after work. And I know a lot of you guys that are listening can relate because we've talked about this on Twitter a million times. So what, what I'm trying, what my point is, is that it's okay to say no to some things and it's okay to cancel things. So there could be something coming up in your life. Maybe you're doing something tonight. Maybe you're doing something tomorrow. And you know, you're like, you're like, you know, I had a really rough week and I don't really feel like doing this, but I, I feel guilty if I cancel just cancel. If you feel like it's going to help, if you feel like you need that mental break and that you need to be in your house by yourself, under your covers, watching Netflix with your cat or with your dog or gerbil, hamster, whatever it is, or your significant other, freaking do it, man. Like there is nothing better. There is nothing better for you than taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. And, uh, a lot of the times when I was younger, and like I said, maybe this is just because I'm getting older, but when I was younger, I never really minded ever going out to dinner and going out and doing things with my friends and, you know, you know, getting together with a big group of people and doing all these things. And I know a lot of people my age still love doing that. And, and you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, when you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you socialize with people all day that you like, or if you don't like, um, and you know, at the end of the day, you just want to come home and you just want to be left alone. And I have never felt the need for that more in my life than I have recently within the past, maybe like six months or so. And I'm not really quite sure why I think it's because, my life has just been a little bit more hectic than it usually is. Um, I give a lot of attention and time to my relationship with my significant significant other, um, and I, I, you know, I put in a lot of work uh, with, you know, my friendships, and my relationships, and, and my work, and my podcast. My podcast takes up a lot of time too, which is good. It's good time that it takes up because I love doing this. If I didn't like doing it, then I wouldn't do it. So at the end of the day, it's okay to say no to some things. You're not being rude and be honest with your friends and say, you know, I just need a little bit of me time and I just really need to be alone right now. And it doesn't mean that I don't like you or it doesn't mean that I don't love you. It just means that I've had a really crazy day, crazy week, crazy month. And this is the only time that I have to really just be by myself. And I really need it for my mental health. And I feel, I know I keep saying this, but as I get older, I feel like it is so prominent and so important to do this because I I feel like I am more present with my loved ones when I have had a mental health break and when I've had some time by myself and when I've had some time in my apartment by myself with my cat watching Netflix. And I think that it is so extremely important. And I was talking to my coworker the other day and I said, you know, if I could work or if I could have like a Sunday to a Sunday where I the only time I left my house was to go running and for food, you know, go food shopping. Um, and that was the only time that I left my house and I just stayed home and I worked from home Monday through Friday. And then I, I didn't, you know, talk to anybody unless it was work related. Of course, it's different. I'm not trying to get fired or anything, guys. <laughs> but if I didn't have to socialize, physically socialize with anybody from a Sunday to a Sunday, so seven full days of not physically socializing with anyone, I think that I would be the happiest person in the entire world. And I never ever used to be like that. And, um, I just, 
I think it's just so important just to, to remember to say no and to remember that it's okay to say no and that you should never feel guilty and don't let anybody ever make you feel guilty for saying no to plans too. And it's okay if you cancel plans or if you don't show up to plans. I mean, don't just, you know, flake on somebody, but you know, just tell them what's up. Be like, so listen, like I'm really tired. Can we reschedule? And that's another thing too. If you, if you cancel plans, always try to reschedule in that same moment. Um, because if you don't, then the plans are never, ever going to be um, planned again. And I've done this before with a couple of my friends. I'll text them in the middle of my work day after it's been really hectic. And when all I want to do is just go home and do nothing or just go home and go running and then just relax. I say to them, Hey, like guys, or like I'll text them. Um, I'll text them and I'll say, uh, just be like, Hey, like, listen, can we reschedule? Like I'm, I'm really just, I'm really tired and I just need to like relax when I go home and I'll say, are you free next Thursday? Are you free this day? Are you free this day? And, um, so I try to, to, you know, make other plans, but that's, that's just something that I do. You guys do what you, you do what you want, but always remember that you come first and your mental health comes first. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's going to be it for the chit chat with Crystal because I'm really excited to actually get into uh, the film for this week. Like I said, we're doing the descent. Um, and I'm so, 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 so excited to talk about this movie. Okay, so um, obviously on this episode of Horror Nights in Podcast, we're going to be discussing The Descent. I will start by giving you the Rotten Tomatoes IMDb rating, a short synopsis. And this week we're actually going to do a little bit uh, something different because I know a lot of you have seen The Descent. So instead of going scene by scene, um, we're going to go into um, opinions, facts about the film, sequels, and some of the interviews that I watched with the cast and the production. Um, so yeah, and obviously I'll give you my honest and horrific opinion on the whole film. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes gave The Descent an 85% with 75% of the audience liking it. IMDb gave this film a 7.2 out of 10. So The Descent was released August 4th, 2006, with a running time of 99 minutes. It was written and directed by Neil Marshall. Marshall also worked on the sequel to this film. He also um, worked with, worked on Dog Soldiers, and he also directed the most recent Hellboy. Um, I didn't, I'm not really sure why they remade that film. I actually wasn't a huge fan of the first one anyway, um, and I see that it got a 15%, so I don't think I'm really missing out on anything when it comes to the remake of Hellboy. Anyway, um... So the synopsis of this film is a caving expedition goes horribly wrong um, as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. Um, so as I said, because a ton of you have already seen this film, I'm going to talk more about my opinions and the facts about the film. Um, so funny story before we actually get into the film. The first time I ever saw this movie was back in 2008 with the, uh, my college roommates. Uh, we watched the film in our tiny living room on our brand new TV, totally in the dark. Now, we rented a place outside of campus because it was a community college, so the house we rented was a little bit older and definitely had some creepy areas to it. So my roommate at the time went to, uh, she got up to go to the bathroom and refused to go alone, so we all had to walk with her down the hallway and turn the lights on for her so that she could go to the bathroom. Um, and to this day, this movie has definitely scarred us, and, you know, when we... 
happen to text each other, uh, we still talk about the movie and remember how much it scared us. to be like, oh my God, do you remember The Descent? Remember when we watched that? And a few of them were like, I'll never watch that movie again. <laughs> um, so this film is essentially about a group of badass females who go cave diving or spelunking. Um, the filmmakers actually were going to do a mixed cast at first, but then decided to make an all-female because horror films rarely have an all-female cast. So the characters are the iconic Sarah, Beth, Juno, Rebecca, Holly, and Sam. So I'm actually claustrophobic as is. So even like if my covers get too tight, I get freaked out. Um, I'm also not a fan of anything of cave diving or anything of that sort. So this film definitely tapped into my primal fears. Um... I prefer things where I, I can see the sky. So, like, I don't really like hiking too deep in the forest, um, and I really don't like <laughs> I don't like going in caves. There actually is a cave um, in the area of, the, of where I live called Crystal Cave, and I have been there before, and it's 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 cool, but it's still kind of creepy because like you just. You, you never know what could happen. The shit could fall in, obviously, after watching this movie. Um, so the film's protagonist, Sarah, we see is dealing with grief, guilt, and sadness, which is uh, which are one of the many themes to this film. Um, we also pick up on the fact that Juno is having an affair with Sarah's husband, Paul. Uh, but Sarah and Paul... Oh, I'm sorry. But tragically, Paul and Sarah's daughter, Jessica, are actually killed in a car accident. And as we watch the film, we see that each character is changing and adapting the things going to the things going on around them. So Sarah is facing her fears and looking for her way out. And Juna becomes the ultimate badass as she starts hunting the crawlers and killing them. So a year after the tragic event of the car accident... Uh, Being the daredevil she was, Juno decided to take her friends to an undiscovered cave, which is some risky business when they run into the cave monsters or the crawlers. Uh, So if the film has not been horror and so if the film had actually not been horror and the women had survived, Juno would have been able to give the cave as a gift to Sarah, which was her first intention. But then things go to shit, and when they go through the tiny crawl space and it collapses, traps them, forcing them to find another way out. Um, We also learn at this point that Juno has not told her friends um, that... Um, this cave is actually not the cave that they were supposed to go to. This is a completely different cave that has been undiscovered. Um, because I think I, if I can recall a couple of the girls, uh, one of the girls, um, says, oh, well, you know, the, the emergency team will come and find us. And Juno's like, well, they can't do that because they don't know where we are. Um, so as the film progresses, the team stumbles upon old cave diving gear and markings on the, on the cave wall that show that there is an exit. Now, this part of the film kind of cheesy for me with, like, the, the um, writings on the wall, so to speak, writings on the cave wall. I was just like, hmm okay, all right, I get it. But it was, I understand why it was just showing them that there ultimately is a way out. So Holly then is the first to hurt herself um, when she breaks her shin bone thinking that she sees light. So basically she thinks she sees light, but it's just a reflection of water on the rocks and she hurts herself because she can't see where she's going. Sarah's continuing to see the monsters in the cave, but no one believes her and thinks she's just having like hallucinations. So as they go deeper into the cave, they stumble upon a shit ton of bones. So then it's basically chaos the rest of the film. 
and the women are fighting for survival. Juno accidentally kills Beth. Sarah's having flashbacks with her dead daughter. Sarah also has had the moment where she finds Beth half alive with Juno's pendant in her, in her hand and Beth telling her not to trust Juno. And this is when we get confirmation that Beth was having, uh, was actually having an affair with Sarah's husband. The two were the last survivors of the film. They both have killed a bunch of crawlers, and eventually they square off with Sarah stabbing Juno in the leg. So there was actually two endings to this movie. There was a UK version and a US version. Um, so apparently back in 2008 when I watched the film with my roommates, I had watched the UK version where Sarah actually never makes it out. Well, she does make it out but she's sitting across from her dead daughter. Uh, Apparently, the U.S. version is Sarah getting out, driving for a bit, then pulling over, looks over the passenger side, and Juno is sitting there, and then the film ends. So I was actually rooting for Sarah to survive the entire time. Um, As soon as she hits the ground... um, and she passes out and then she kind of wakes up. We see definitely a clear change in her, um, especially when the light hits her face. I would like to see who she was after she emerged after the cave. But at the same time, the UK ending was so bleak and just soul crushing that I kind of didn't put any of that together until when I rewatched it. Um, I remember being like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like when she's like looking into her, she's looking into like the supposed birthday cake, but it's actually just... Um, the flame from the torch that she was using. And then we just hear like all the monsters. Um, the slow-mo of her running up the wall of bones and her hands and head poking through and taking the first breath was truly iconic. Um, we could also say that she was kind of like reborn in this scene, considering she was covered in blood and coming out head first. <laughs> I really wrote that in my notes, guys. <laughs> um, the music is also very great. This whole scene is just very iconic, you know, with the, with the camera pan away from... Um, you know, the camera panning back so that we could see like this one line of light just cascading down the wall of bones and her just fighting to reach to the top to get out. Um, so I'm going to kind of go into um, more of like the sets, the monsters, and then some other theories I had. So the film was going to be shot in caves, but the team actually decided against it because it was going to take too much time and it was just too dangerous. So they filmed all the interior uh, scenes on a set. They were able to manipulate the sets to make it look way bigger than it actually was by adding the dark elements. Um, in total, 21 cave sets were built in the production company um, copy studied um, caves and their systems all over the world to create what we ultimately saw in the film. Lightning was also a task considering the audience was to believe the women were deep below in the surface of the world. Uh, They wanted us to feel in that small space with the cast. So they mainly just use the light sources that they, that the cast had. So like their headlamps and their flashlights and eventually the glow sticks. Um, So the monsters, which are, Probably the most important part of this film, at least uh, pertaining to this month's theme. Um, They're known as crawlers, and they have evolved and adapted to life underground. Since it is dark underground, we can assume the monsters are blind and hunt their prey with sound, noise, and echolocation. And they go to surface uh, to to hunt probably only at night. Um, Marshall described the monsters as cavemen who never left the cave and, and who adapted to their surroundings. 
He first wanted all male crawlers. Marshall is the director, guys, just to reiterate. Um, So Marshall wanted, um, first he wanted all male crawlers, but ended up adding mothers and babies to create a more realistic environment. He also didn't allow the cast to see the monsters in full makeup until filming. So the crawlers were designed to resemble Nefersatu from the film, from obviously the film in 1922. They had a huge white ice to begin with, but this idea was done away with because they looked too silly. Uh, It took three and a half hours in makeup to transform an actor into a crawler. They also had to shave all their body hair off. (laughs) So when we first see the crawlers in the film is actually the first time that the that the actresses are seeing them as well. So the fear and terror are legit. And I remember watching this scene um, because there's a bunch of like behind the scenes on YouTube. Um, So if you guys want to see this particular scene I'm talking about. So the first time that they see the crawlers when they're kind of all in the middle of the cave and they're like looking around and the crawlers are like running around above their heads. So they're like all screaming. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, Marshall Yale's cut and the the actresses just start laughing because it's just like they've never seen the actors they have never seen the crawlers so i thought that was really cool um so he said he wanted to uh see what the effect was on the girls he said i wanted to have this very frail very primal species living underground but i wanted to make them human i didn't want to make them aliens because humans are the scariest things um so we also see a connection between human and monster in this film who is the most evil monster in that cave is it the crawlers who are just kind of living their best life underground and the humans decide to infringe on their territory? Um, the cave was never discovered. So the crawl, I mean, the cave was discovered obviously by other cave, by other, uh, divers, but it was never, it's never like put into like those maps. So, um, they were, it was never technically discovered. So the crawlers were just living the way that they knew how. Um, is Juno actually the evil monster because she was having a full on affair with her best friend's husband? Um, and the one who sort of basically got them into this mess to begin with? Um, is Sarah the monster because she she basically killed Juno, who was her best friend, out of revenge and anger? Is Beth a monster for not telling her best friend, Sarah, that Juno was sleeping with her husband? Is Paul the monster because he's cheating on his wife with her best friend? Um, so that kind of just, I really liked this idea because it was like, are the, are the crawlers really the actual monsters? Now, yes, literally speaking, literal speaking, yes, they are. They are the monsters in this film because that's what they are. They're not humans. But the same kind of breath, humans are the scariest, worst monsters in this entire world. And I think I kind of touched on this a little bit in one of my other podcasts, um, how humans are just the worst kind of thing ever on this earth. Um, I was watching a documentary about the dark web. It's on YouTube. Um, if I can find the link, I will put it in the description for you guys. It's a little over an hour long. It's really good. Um, it's also extremely disturbing. And I remember reading the comments and the comments were just like, you know, there's so many people, there's so many things in this world to be scared of, but the human being is the scariest thing in this that could be put on here. Um, so, you know, not to get too political, but I'm sure you guys have been, uh, 
if you have been, if you don't live under a rock, then you've heard about some of the things that are going on with Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio. Um, with this whole abortion ban thing, um, I don't, I'm not going to really talk about my view on this, but I'm just saying like some of the things that are being said, um, about humans are just very monstrous and, and just have, you know, monster qualities and, you know, going back to what I was talking about with the dark web and everything that human beings are just the worst thing that's have has ever happened to creation. Obviously, I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be alive and living my life. But at the same time, like human beings just account for so many things that are wrong with this world. Um, not saying that the crawlers are natural. Um, but at the same time, if the human being, if the, if, you know, if this team of women hadn't gone down below the surface, then they, they would have never been killed by the crawlers. So I get it. Wrong place, wrong time. It is what it is. But if you look at the, if you look, you know, you know, stand back from the film and you look at it and you're like, well, pretty sure that Juno sleeping with her best friend's husband is a lot worse than a group of crawlers, you know, crawling monsters kind of defending their their habitat and their community. Um, it kind of goes back to, you know, just uh, <laughs> kind of going back to the same thing that I always feel about monsters when it comes to monster movies, how I hate when I see them die because it's like, well, how did, how did they get there in the first place? Like, how did human beings get into that particular area in the first place? It's like, oh, yeah, that's right, because... Human beings are being assholes and decided to infringe on somebody else's territory or things like that. So I don't know. That's just, you guys already know how I feel if you listen to my Jaws episode. You already know how I feel about monsters and how I'm an advocate for them because it's like, well, you know what? If the human beings didn't decide, didn't decide to just go into their territory, then everybody would have been fine. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I feel about this movie. Um... I do do not think, yes, the crawlers are extremely scary. They're very creepy. They are monsters in its most literal form. Yes, the crawlers are monsters, but there are more evil things going on than just these crawlers. As I said before, it's about Juno sleeping with her best friend's husband or her, yes, her best friend's husband. Um, There's also... You know, a lot of um, transformations going on. We see Sarah in the beginning of this film. She's very kind of just like lacks. She's just very like reserved. She's very timid. Um, and then we see her at the end of the film, like covered in blood and just like with the with the pickaxe in her hand. And she's just like, "Bitch, I dare you to say a word." And then all of a sudden, she's like, she's like, "Well." Here you go. Here's a pickaxe right through your leg. I mean, Juno is still an absolute badass when she fucking rips it out of her leg and she's like, you know, fighting the crawlers. So obviously that is very cool. And I'm not saying that I don't like Juno's character, but at the same time, they're just not good people. Um... Well, she's not a good person. So this is kind of going back to the ending before what I was talking about. How I really wanted to see how Sarah was after she got out of this whole mess. Um, and you know, this is funny that I'm doing this movie because it reminds me of The Ritual from the movie that I discussed last week. Um, because it's, I mean, yes, that was all male and this is all female, but it's kind of the same thing. I mean, minus like the whole Nor Loki thing. 
um, and you know, gods and goddesses and stuff like that. Um, but it's kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, it's this tragic thing that happens that brings both of these groups together. And it's the transformation that we had of the character, the main character in the ritual and the main character in this film as well. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's, Pretty much the same thing. So we have something tragic happening. Now, of course, in this film, it's not Sarah's fault that, you know, there was a car accident. It, it wasn't Sarah's fault that, you know, her husband was cheating on her. Um, and even in, even in the ritual, it wasn't, you know, I think I'm trying to remember. I think it was Paul. It's not his fault that, you know, he was completely frozen in fear and that his friend Robert ended up getting, you know, sh- you know killed, whacked over the head. Um but we obviously see a transformation in Paul at the end of the movie, and we also see a transformation in Sarah at the end of this movie. So I was actually thinking about that when I was writing my notes. I was like, oh, wow, this kind of reminds me of the film that I did last week, um, but it's just with women in a cave instead of a forest. Um, so there's also a theory um, that wonders if the monsters are even real at all, but I beg to differ considering the angles and the perspectives of the film. And prior to release uh, of the sequel to this film, it was speculated among fans that the crawlers may have been a figment of Sarah's imagination and that she actually killed all of her friends as she pretty much slowly went insane. Director uh, Neil Marshall acknowledged the theory as a possibility uh, and revealed that he removed a shot of a silhouette of, sorry, silhouetted crawler during Sarah's hospital hallucination since it must have it would have been too um obvious suggesting the crawlers were not real so we also have the descend into madness um which kind of reminds me of the theme that I did a couple months ago when I did black swan and all that that was actually one of my favorite themes um the breakdown we did that in March I remember so anyway the breakdown of Sarah's uh humanity and ultimately making her a monster so I think the reason this film does so well is because it brings out the real monsters aka the crawlers and also the negative traits of humans that make them into monsters like grief rage revenge and guilt um it also relies on people people's primal fears like mine and plays off of them very well so there's so many different elements to this film so we have the first primal you know we have the first a lot of people don't like their you know a lot of people are claustrophobic a lot of people you know get scared of cave diving and things like that um and then we also have you know the 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 tragic event that surrounds this entire thing and then of course we have like the third element which is the monsters so i absolutely love this film i love that it was all female i love that they just kicked ass through the whole film um they really fought for survival all the way up until the end um do i like the endings Uh, i don't know um I guess, um, I guess they didn't release the the birthday cake scene with Jessica, the daughter, at the end because it would. They wanted to like give it a happy ending for for the United States audiences. I don't really know. I was reading it and I was just like, well, both of the endings kind of suck. Like both of the endings don't are not happy. <laughs> like Sarah, I don't really know. Like if you look at the U.S. version of where it's just Juno sitting next to her in the car. Um, with like blood coming out of her eyes and then it kind of just cuts to the credits. Um, I don't really know what that means. Doesn't mean that, sh- that I don't know. It, like what happens after If you guys listen to my other podcast, you know that I always want to know what the flip happens when those credits roll. I hate when the endings are like ambiguous, like it pisses me off so much. And I always just want to know like 
what's going on with, wait, what? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's going on now? Like, what happened? So did she just hallucinate Juno and then it was the end credit? Um, and then, but we still have to assume that she survived. Like, we don't really know. So, but at least with the UK version, I thought the UK version was a lot scarier. I liked the UK version better. Um, I liked that it was all a figment of her imagination and that she really never got out of the cave and that that's pretty much what happened. Um, but yes, I did enjoy this movie a lot. Um, and I know there was a sequel and I can't really even remember. I know that I've seen it. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, guys, I like to kind of just put one film into each of the podcasts because I like to focus on one film at a time. I try not to do too many things at once because, well, I'm, I'm lazy. So <laughs> I like to focus on one film at a time. Um, but yeah, if you have not seen this movie, I would definitely go watch it. Um, a lot of the comments I was reading when I was watching like YouTube behind the scenes things for this movie was the movie was very underappreciated and that not a lot of people had heard of it. So the reason why I think this might have happened, or there's also a theory behind this, is that when the movie was released, it was around the same time as the London bombings um, when that happened. Now, don't quote me on any of this. It was just something that I read online. I don't know if it's 100% true, and I'm just remembering it off the top of my head right now. Um that and that's why it was kind of underwhelming because a horror movie had come out around the same time that something actually horrific happened. Um, so I think that has happened a few times too with a couple movies. Like I don't know if they're horror movies or action movies or something. Like something happens in the world, like tragically happens in the world, and completely undermines the movie that had been released because it's a horror movie or it was an action movie or you know a taboo movie kind of thing. Um, so that could have been one of the reasons, but I really feel like horror fans can find a good horror movie. Um, very underrated film, underappreciated film. Uh, but a lot of people that I have talked to, I mean, maybe not outside my horror family on Twitter, they've, they've seen the movie too. Obviously, we have all seen the movie because we love the movie and I got very positive feedback um, when it comes to... Uh, when it came to this movie. So I know a lot of you guys have seen it. Um, but a lot of my friends that I have outside, like my friends in that I physically see all the time, they've seen the movie too. So I think that over the years, it's definitely gotten more recognition than it deserves. So I think that's going to be it. That is my honest and horrific opinion on The Descent. Do you guys like it? Do you hate it? What's your honest and horrific opinion on The Descent? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Horror Nights and Podcasts with me, your host, Crystal. Please remember to follow my podcast on whatever app you use. And if you could please rate Horror Nights and Podcasts on iTunes, um, you can either rate it and leave me a comment. Just rate it. Just leave me a comment. Whatever you want to do. It just makes it easier for other people to find my podcast. I do apologize. This is a little bit shorter than my usual podcast, but as I said, guys, I am recovering from this week and I'm probably going to go take a nap (laughs) because I'm real tired. Um, but I definitely didn't want to miss an episode with you guys. So I will chat with you guys next week for another episode of Horror Nights and Podcast. All right. Have a great weekend guys and have a nice week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. about to enter world of darkness.
world where life and death are meaningless and pain is God. What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh...